My name is Soen Park, and I'm the host for Stereo for Ballet. This podcast is designed to highlight the diversity problem in the ballet world and illustrate experiences from students, guests, and experts, and inspire people to advocate to eliminate racism in ballet and the arts. Let's get started. Welcome to an episode of Stereo for Ballet podcast. Today, I'm interviewing the Meekin sisters, Nala and Nora. Nala is 15 years old. She has danced for 11 years and recently started to focus more on ballet at Valentin School Ballet. In her free time, she does schoolwork and loves to hang out with her friends and her dog. When she's older, she aspires to work in the physiology field to be a cardiothoracic surgeon. Nora also loves to dance. She spends most of her time either working on online school or at dance. Education is one of her top priorities, along with dancing and her family. She's not quite sure what she wants to pursue when she becomes older. Nora would like to be both a lawyer and a dancer, but she is sure that she will eventually have to pick one to focus on. Hi, Nala and Nora. Hi. Okay, so the first question I want to ask you is, when and how did you start dancing? Dancing when I was about four years old. And like the main reason I started dancing was because Nyla was dancing. That's how my parents just like put me in with her, I guess. Mm-hmm. I started dancing when I was like three and a half years old because music videos used to come on the TV and then I dance. But my mom wanted me to dance appropriately. So she put me in dance classes. So I learned how to dance correctly. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you guys start in a competition studio or a ballet studio? Competition. Yeah, we started in a competition studio, and then we switched to a ballet studio, like, three years ago? Three competition studios, and then we went to a ballet studio. Three? That's a lot. Mm-hmm. So, why did you keep dancing until now? I, I continued to dance because I always really liked it, and I had a passion for it, and I didn't want to quit. I mean, there's always times that you want to, like, I don't want to say quit, but, like, you don't feel as motivated to do it but the fun times and like the times where you're working hard they matter more and it helps you continue to dance Mm -hmm. yeah definitely well I used to do like soccer gymnastics and piano and dance obviously so eventually I had to like choose between like all of them and I chose dance because I enjoyed that one the most I always just liked it more than all the other things that I've done Mm -hmm. yeah and I think I quit piano because I didn't have enough time too. The same. So what types of dance do you do and which type do you enjoy the most and why? Or you can even tell us what types of dance you did before you went to the ballet studios. So when we went to the competition studios, we did like all styles of dance, like hip hop, jazz, tap, like everything. And But now we only do contemporary and ballet mainly and like a little bit of character. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite style, though, is contemporary because I, I like ballet, too, but I just feel more free in contemporary and it's, like, less restricting and I just need to move more and I like to do that a lot. Um, when we went to the competition studios, I did all the styles, but I didn't, like, enjoy them as much as ballet and contemporary. Like, tap, it helped me with my musicality, but I didn't really like it that much. Hip-hop, it wasn't for me, but ballet and contemporary... I think my favorite is contemporary right now. It switches often, but I like them both, mainly equally. Sometimes contemporary more, sometimes ballet more. 
but kind of in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like both ballet and contemporary, but tap and hip hop, I'm terrible at it. <laughs> but yeah. So, what is your favorite part about dancing? Dance is okay. Like at the moment before stage, but like right once I like get on stage, that's my favorite part of dance. Like the moment before stage is really scary. But like once I get on stage, I just I don't know, I sort of like let go and I just like dancing and it feels so good. And like when I get off, I feel like so relieved and I feel like accomplished after it. That's like my most favorite part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I say my most favorite part is I like class more than doing like performances, but I like working hard and accomplishing something. Make me feel really good and it makes me feel like I actually did something. Yeah. I think I'm in the middle of you too. Like I love you know, working hard and working on my mistakes in classes, but I also love, you know, performing in front of an audience on stage. But one time, you know when you're, like, panting and you're, like, trying to catch your breath after a performance? Yeah. Yeah, so after that performance, I, after even, like, an hour, I couldn't even, like, walk. I could barely walk. And it was so sore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel so drained after going on stage. Yeah, totally. All right, so kind of relating to that, what does dance mean to you? I think dance for me is kind of an escape from everything that goes on in my life. I mean, I don't have a horrible life, but sometimes you need an outlet to just relieve stress and do something where you don't have to think about everything else that's going on in life. So that's kind of what it is for me. I feel the same way. I feel like um, with everything that's going on around in the world, I feel like dance is like a way for us to like let go and like be free and like move without having to like think about like well you you might still think about like you're not thinking about like all the stuff that's going on in the world at the moment. I think especially right now, um, dance is a really good outlet for us. You know, when you're dancing, you're really not thinking about anything except for dance, and it is kind of like escape from reality and like an outlet. So, what is the best memory that you ever had in your dance journey? Okay, so, my, like, my most memorable moment, like, when I was, like, really, like, wow, was when, it was at YGP, like, last year, and I just moved up from the, um, the junior division, I think, yeah, junior, oh, yeah, two years ago, and I was really surprised that I got top 12, because I was, because I had gotten pre-competitive, I got top 12, but I was, like, a lot more people in this division, and I was really surprised. And I like got it. I didn't expect to get anything at all. And I I heard my name and I was like, me? <laughs> but yeah, that was really surprising. And I was like, wow. Um, my most memorable moment, I think it's not like anything like hers, but I think that my most memorable moment was when I switched to a ballet studio because I've always like liked ballet a little bit more than everything else. And it was really exciting for me to start focusing more on that and, like, being more serious. Yeah. Yeah, Nora, um, I definitely agree with you. Like, when you realize, like, your hard work all pays off after that, you know, kind of recognition of your hard work, that's, that's like, an amazing feeling. And, yeah, like, Nyla, it's kind of like, like, I, I get you too, because when you switch studios, you're kind of like, scared and don't know what to expect but after you get used to it you know you get to like it and like the environment there so my next question is what does it feel like to be on stage dancing i know nora you touched upon this earlier but 
it's really a blur, actually. Um, so you go, let's start with backstage. Backstage, you're like kind of nervous. I don't know about you, but I'm nervous backstage. Yeah, I am too. And then you go on stage and you do it and you're like thinking about what you're doing. But then when you get off stage, there was like so much adrenaline when you were on stage, you don't remember it very well. And you're like so tired and you're like, what just happened? Yeah. I think it's basically, but like backstage, of course, you're scared and you're nervous. You don't like, everything is like, and then I'm shaking backstage most of the time. And once I get on stage, that I feel like walking on stage and like seeing like the black, like oblivious, like nothing. And then you like see it and you're like, okay, I can do this. And then you do it. And then, well, if you do it good, I feel like don't mess up or anything. It feels good. And like, it's just like a, I don't know. It just feels really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think one of like the most nerve wracking moments is when you're on open stage and you're doing the turn and then it doesn't work and you do it again and it doesn't work. <laughs> and you're like, oh my God, I'm doomed. So you kind of stop because, you know, uh, what you have right now is, you know, what you have is what you have now and you just have to like just perform in front of the stage now from now on but yeah. yeah and i totally get you guys about how you're nervous um backstage because i'm so nervous but i always have like dark chocolate because you know it's supposed to help with all the stress and anxiety and just calm you down in general yeah. so have you guys seen or witnessed any racism or discrimination during your ballet or dance journey um i personally haven't like well, I haven't experienced it, but I have seen it before. I remember one time at one of the studios that I went to, there was this dance that a lot of, like most of the company was in, but they did they didn't put one girl in it because she had a different body type and the costume was a little more revealing. So and they didn't really want to put her in, and she was perfectly good at the style. I'm pretty sure it was a tap, and she was like one of the best tappers, but like they didn't want to put her in because of like the costume. And she's a person of color. She's African-American. And she had, like, curves. Like, that's what, you know, it's your genetics. Yeah, that's definitely discrimination. So I think my parents have done, like, a pretty good job of not trying to put us in those situations. But there's always going to be something that you see. And like what Nora said, I feel like at the same studio that we're talking about, like, people of color, most people of color, not all because everyone has different hair. They usually have hair like their hair is pretty curly, coily. And I know that when you're like in a big group, you want to look together. But there are some people who don't like straightening their hair because it messes up their curl pattern. And nobody, you were all required to have your hair straight and allowed to have curly hair. But it was at a, I was at like a nationals and there was a beach. So if we got our hair wet, we couldn't because it will make our hair curly again. And we weren't allowed to have it, like, curly at all. They said it has to be straight, like, no matter what. Mm. Yeah, and then, like, we were in Virginia, and kind of get in the water, but you can't get in the water because you don't want to get your hair wet. And it kind of, like, we didn't have as much fun. I mean, we did have fun, but I like swimming and didn't get to swim. That really sucks, yeah. I... I, I get why they're saying, you know, we have to be uniform and look together, but mm-hmm. at the same time, like, they need to allow ourselves to be ourselves and yeah. kind of embrace that everyone's different. 
So relating to that, did you see any lack of diversity during your ballet or dance journey and in the ballet or dance world, like such as in classes or competitions and so on? I definitely think that there's a lack of diversity in not just the ballet community, but the dance community, because a lot of people of color don't have enough money to pay for dance because it's very expensive. And I mean, where we live, there's not a lot of people of color in general. So for the most part, for the the students that we went to, we've been like the handful of black people there. And I mean, I don't have a problem with being around white people or anything, but I just wish that there were a little more people of color in the dance community. Yeah, definitely. One thing that I think about when you say lack of diversity it's like like the ballet, a typical like ballet body or whatever. Like it's like you know no butt, no like no curves, and then like you have like your head has to be like small compared to like you have like long legs and all that. And I feel like the average like person of color is not gonna look like that. Those are like European standards sort of. Mm-hmm. And like if you're if you have like curves, it's like I mean you can still obviously like get in stu- like get in companies and stuff. But it's a lot harder for people to like succeed that kind of with the stigma of like having to look a certain way. So I feel like like more normalized, I guess, for you to have different body types and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you mentioned, you made a good point about the European standard, like no curves, you know, tall, skinny, just have good proportions for everything. But you know, we really need to be more inclusive and normalize all these different kinds of bodies. So what do you think should change in the ballet or dance world? I know that a lot of people who don't dance, they think that ballet dancers don't eat and pretty much don't eat at all. But, and then there's a lot of body disorders in the dance community. And I think that no matter what you look like or like what your body is, I think that your teachers or instructors should believe that your body is okay for dance you can work with what you have and i think that there should be more positivity mm-hmm. around bodies yeah i totally agree with you on that most um like like an average like student are required to wear like pink tights and stuff and, like you know mm-hmm. but pink tights were like originally like designed for white people and to like match their legs and stuff like that but as more people got into ballet, not everyone was white. And so I feel like it should be like a part of some, like, like it should be like allowed in the uniform and stuff like that to have like different colored types because it will like make the lines look better for some people. Like some people can still have their pink ballet tights because it matches their skin, obviously. But I feel like some people should be allowed to like have different colored tights to like finish the line, obviously. Because when you wear like tights that don't match your skin, then the line is cut off, but it looks a lot different. And I remember going to dance theater of Harlem, and I was like, uniform to have like our skin tights. And I was really surprised about how different it looked. I was like, wait, my legs look a lot different. Like they look like longer and like, I don't know, it just changed the entire look of my, my like body. Yeah, to make the line longer and everything, you know, that's why we painted our point shoes. And now we finally get point shoes for every color. Yeah. So this is a general question, but what gives you hope during these times? I think that something that gives me hope is knowing that we will be out of this. I'm not going to say soon because we don't know when all the coronavirus and things like that will be handled. But I just like to think that one day 
we're going to be able to be back to normal or maybe not normal, but be able to see our friends more often and like that. Yeah, that one day we're going to eventually like, be able to like not, I guess, yes, it's not like not normal, but like something more close to how we like previously and knowing that we will eventually like get through all of this together. And that one day, like I know that one day we will eventually be able to like interact with like, not interact, but like, yeah, interact with other people like that are not just like our family and like ha- like hang out with like our friends and stuff like that and like be safe while still hanging out with our friends not to worry about like you know getting each other sick and stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah definitely thinking about it's gonna be over someday it's not going on forever or anything um so we're gonna go on to some fun questions who are your heroes i think my number one heroes are my parents um my parents because they mostly have put me in very good situations they have taken care of us very well and able to do a lot of things that we want to do because there are some people in the world who can't do most of the things that they want to do and my parents have given us a lot um i have like the i feel like my parents are also my heroes because like that, like Niall said, they have given us, like, all these opportunities and that everyone gets to, like, succeed. And, like, I'm, like, really thankful for them and, like, how, like, they, like, put us in, like, these good situations where we are able to, like, dance and, like, have the option to play piano if you wanted to or, like, play soccer if you wanted to do gymnastics like I did. And I'm just really thankful for them. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> this is pretty random, but what was the last gift you gave someone? It was my friend's birthday a few weeks ago. And I gave her, like, a plush pillow. Do you know what those are? Yeah, like a plushie? Yeah. I gave her, like, a really big plush pillow. It's pretty cool. Um, it was my friend's birthday. It was Ether Twin. And I gave them, like, both, like, a shirt, scrunchies, and, like, a pair of fuzzy socks. Oh, it's so cute. I bet they love them. All right. So, if you had a time machine, would you travel to the future or back to the past and why? I would travel to the future because... I want to be, I want to live in a time period where everyone is equal and we're able to do things and yeah, without being judged. I want to go to the future because um, I wouldn't really want to go to the past because I mean, it depends on how far in the past I would go, Mm -hmm. but it's probably not going to be any better for a person of color. So I would probably go to the future and see like, like what my job is and like how successful I become and like what my life looks like wow yeah that is something I never actually thought about going to the future because there's going to be more equality and justice later on Mm -hmm. so moving on to our last question do you have anything you would like to add whether it is a tip or a suggestion just anything for people who are listening to this podcast yeah vote yeah vote if you can vote then you should vote And if you're not able to vote, then you should educate yourself about the things going on in the world. And even if it doesn't matter who you're going to vote for, but just... You have a voice because it's like our world. It's not like, you know, you have have the opportunity to look about how we want our world to be and have that option so you can vote. Not just for us, but for our future kids, our family. Yeah, especially young people, we have the power to overturn the election. And I don't think a lot of people realize that having voting, uh, being able to vote is a privilege, really. And 
we you should use it because it's our future, it's our voice, and our voice matters. So everyone, go out there and vote. And if you can't vote, and if you're not eligible, register other people to vote, and urge everyone, your family and your friends, to vote because this election is really important. Not even just to the United States, but to the world. Well, thank you, Nora and Nala, for your insightful tips and experiences. Thank you so much. Thank you. thank you for having us. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If anyone is interested, our STEP program gives free online ballet classes to children ages five to ten, especially those who can't afford it. Check out our website to register to get the Zoom links every week. If you're interested in being interviewed for our next few podcasts, and if you're a dancer, please fill out a form in our podcast section in our website, www.stairwayforballet.com. To keep up with our social media, check out our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube.